clap very well. If you are clapping, clap very well. Amen. The Lord told Zerubbabel, Thus says the Lord, Your hands that start the project shall end it, shall complete it. I release the anointing for accomplishment for you in the name of Jesus. Don't worry, for Yoruba Church also, we will gather support. So, we will gather support. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. This is beautiful. The beauty has not come out yet. By the time the beauty comes out, uh, it's going to be one of the beautiful uh, places of worship in Kaduna Township. If not in Nigeria. So salibin in Jesus' name. I know our time is fast spent. We have little, little things to do. Uh, I want to do it before sermon so that nothing will stop the sermons and benediction. We just had the sermons with that spirit we go out. That is why I'm allowing other things to come up. And uh, one thing we want to do now, we want to inaugurate uh, a group that we call Daniel Generation. Daniel Generation, one may be thinking, who are these? You know the story of Daniel in the Bible? That Daniel was so dedicated, so committed to God. Yahweh, and because of that, he was able to last long four generations. He served at least about four kings. Abi, see four or five. Okay, from uh, Nebuchadnezzar to uh, Belshazzar, from Belshazzar to uh, what is his name, Darius. Darius 1, Darius 2. He served all those kings in his generation. In our own setting, we have a group of teenagers who are moving from the teenagers' church to the adult church, but who we don't want them to just be floating. We discovered that when they were in the teenagers church, they were so vibrant, so committed in all the ministries of the teenagers church. But by the time we, they come to the adult church, especially here in English service, we discovered that some of them are just sitting in the congregation. Uh, they are not yet inculcated or synergized into the adult church. By and large, we want to gather such people, not only for them to be very dynamic in the adult church, but we want them to be dynamic and looking towards their future. A spirit in academics, in social life, in the, in the, in the spiritual life, 
we want to prepare them for now and the future so that when the future comes they will not mingle and disperse just like air or just like cloud dispersed by air so that is the vision God is giving unto us that this one when they start they are going to be meeting from time to time I think by the time they time they start they discuss when they shall be meeting for fellowship for seminar for workshop for prayer that will launch them into greater tomorrow greater tomorrow and I pray that it shall be so in Jesus name another thing that this thing will help us to do is that for this next generation will be having already made members into the youth organization of the church they will serve as members in fact automatic members of the youth organization of the church so youth fellowship begin to also work with this next generation so that uh, they will not go away but accept their part and puzzle of the youth ministry of the church. So we are preparing them for their lives and we are preparing them for the church. We are preparing them for future ministry. I pray the Holy Spirit will give us that enablement, the grace to accomplish this goal, this goal and this vision in the name of Jesus. I see the vision as a vision that is very great and broad, very great and powerful and very dynamic vision that will even last beyond this present generation. So salutation in Jesus' name. I will now call upon Reverend Okoro. I think this will be your last assignment in this church before you move away to another church next Sunday is going to be the set forth for him. Uh, I know we are all prepared for that. So I will invite him up to come and uh, do the next item. Thank you. Hallelujah. I want to thank my father in the Lord. People have fathers, I have just one father in ministry for the uh, privilege given to me this afternoon. It's only a pastor that will have fathers. I just one father in ministry. And it's a vision I had in mind before our daddy shared the vision with us, the Daniel's generation. Somebody said, The future is not in time to come, the future has begun. You walk towards your future. If you sit down and watch for the future to come, you will be disappointed. So the church is really prepared for the future. And that the future of the church is not in the edifice. The future of the church is in spiritual investment on the young people. And that's the Daniel's generation. Without wasting our time, I will call on the coordinator. We have one coordinator. The others are to assist the 
coordinator to drive this vision the Daniel generation that will make impact in the world and also impact in the church. So the coordinator of this Daniel generation is Brother Ola Ola Sebikon. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's start for him in absentia. Bro, Allah called me last night that he has a ministration somewhere. So he won't be around. So he is the main coordinator. To be assisted by Brother Samuel Ojo. Please come out. Brother Samuel Ojo. Then another coordinator, sub-coordinator assistant is Brother Samuel Ojo, who is the prayer coordinator. Well, brother, like the overall coordinator. Why brother Emmanuel is the program coordinator? Emmanuel Olaro, I hope I got the name. Please come out. Yeah. Then the secretary was in yeah, sister Adesha or Adeyemi. Adesha. This can you come up here? So, well, Due time we will roll out the vision and the mission of the Daniel generation and get the members together. The, the members, I know all of you that part by the grace of God through the same church. Yeah, it's time you on your feet. And all that passed, gosh, they will stand up all. Christiana, all stand up. Please, can you walk up to the altar? Can you walk up to the altar? Let's stand for Jesus. Let's stand for Jesus. Where is Brother Nicholas? Let's stand for Jesus. And those that are about to graduate, Zipporah, Arno, come up. Father uh, came and the rest about to just come up. So the secretary take the name at the end of. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, these are going to be pioneer members. We are not going to drive it as an organization, so that the spirit of organization will not. Keeping it on. But they are going to drive you with the spirit of fellowship. Koinonia. Koinonia fellowship. So it's the fellowship of Daniel's generation. So uh, I congratulate you, my children, in the Lord, uh, that the Lord is making you to become the foundation of many good things in the church. So I, I want the whole church to stand up while this one nails down. We are going to pray for them. The whole church to stand up. And let me also say that all of us are involved in this. It's a ministry. The ministry of raising groups like Daniel. Those who will be exceptional in their generation. Just like Daniel of the Bible, Daniel chapter 1, chapter 2, was exceptional. 
in his generation. He was, he was peculiar. He differentiated himself. So also this one will be differentiated. Exceptional in wisdom, exceptional in spirit, exceptional in blessing, exceptional of what exceptional means. In anywhere they are in life, the spirit of excellence shall rest upon them. Can we set our hands toward them and begin to thank God for the buffing of this vision? Can we just pray that the Lord will descend mightily upon them by his spirit, the spirit that inhabited Daniel of old, we inhabit every one of them and mark them, separates them apart for a generational blessing. A generational blessing. Yes, Lord. And you are the front friend, can you just pray to God? Here am I. Use me. Make me available as I'm making myself available. For this task, Lord, lay your hands upon me. Lord, let me be a vessel, an opportune vessel in your hands to drive this fellowship. Let the spirit of knowledge, knowledge, spirit of power, spirit of excellence fall fresh upon me. That is our prayer. And let us pray, church, Lord, make use of these ones for the next generation. That we depopulate the kingdom of darkness and use them to populate the kingdom of God. Through them, the ministry of this church will come alive more dynamic in their generation. Shall we pray that the Lord will raise resources both human and spiritual. Every resources, every resource that they will need to thrive, you will raise it for them. They will not be a castaway. Thank you, Father. Let's round off with thanksgiving in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the vision and thank you for the mission. Thank you, Lord Father, for the church that is marching on, that the gate of hell will not prevail. Father, I set our thoughts in Jesus' name. We set aside these ones. We consecrate them for you. And we pray that they be consecrated in the name of God, your Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. A louder amen, church. Thank you. God bless you. Can you just uh, make sure you put down your name? I think you leaders will have uh, take note of them. Uh, very soon we will call you for an interaction and meeting. Thank you. God bless you. We want to thank God for, let me make this uh, announcement also, that we thank God for the just concluded mission week of prayer.
uh, home mission week of prayer. We thank those of all that made ourselves available last Wednesday. Uh, we thank God for all the information we have uh, listened to. As we have resolved that each and everyone should commit ourselves to be praying for the missionaries and the mission feed, I hope and I believe that we have started doing so. Uh, so let us continue to do that one. And as a church, we resolve that we are going to also collect offering uh, for now until the end of this month. We have, we have only one Sunday left. We want all the mission volunteers on the platform not forget that they are committed to uh, raise an offering, offering of at least 5,000 naira each. 5,000 5,000 naira each, at least it may be more than that, and God bless you for mission. And others too, uh, maybe before, if you are hearing it for the first time, okay, Sunday next call, Sunday is a combined service anyway, I don't know how we are going to do it, that all of us will be committed to gather this money. Maybe we can give us the grace of the uh, Sunday in April, because we are gathering this money take it to the convention session in April. So uh, let's be part of it because God wants us to be part of it. It's the ministry that God has given unto us and as a church we believe in the ministry. There is uh, an appellation from the requirements the writer of the Purpose Driven Church. The uh, quotation says a great commitment to the great commandment eh, and great commission we grow a great church you see GC 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 let me take it again a great a, a great commitment to the great commandment of the Old Testament and great commission of the New Testament we grow a great church. Where do you belong? So, you pray for God to give you a great commitment so that you will be part and parcel of the great commandment and great commission for a great church. That will be our portion in the name of Jesus. Our time is fast spent. Uh, and uh, we supposed to be rounding off for the English session now, uh, but the task before me is so enormous. I pray God give me the grace. Uh, the Lord laid a sermon in my heart that I was preparing to preach uh, at the service in the church, Yoruba church. But as I was sharing the vision at the the, the sermon with my pastoral team. In the course of the week, uh, the pastor just hijacked and said, Ah, maybe we are going to be the one to listen to the sermon first because we need it. So, okay, I intended to combine it, uh, preaching here and go down and preach, but I discovered that with all the things that we shall do today, I will not be able to do it in two places. So, I decided to just do it here today. Why Reverend Adetola take care of the Yoruba service last year? So any other day, God give me the opportunity. I will share the body with the 
my congregation. Praise the Lord. I want us to quickly read again from Matthew chapter 6, verse 34 only for now. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Sentiment, 
of attachment to an object, to a particular object. Your devotion to a particular object. Your own, if you take an object like a tree, let's say a tree, an object, you take it as your particular, you give attention, you give, you give attachment to that object. And it can be to another person. A politician may have a godfather that he gives a loyalty to. And that politician will pledge unalloyed support for his godfather. In fact, some will go to another lane of enter into Imule. What do you call it? Into covenants. That in this kind of, I demand your loyalty for me to gain your loyalty and to be assured that you will not betray. You will have to enter into covenant with me. That any day, any of us disappoint or betray one another, let such and such and such punishment be met out. And they will do that. They do that one in the world very well. There is no group in the world that have a special mission that they will not enter into covenant in order to make sure that their loyalty is sure. But in the church, we only base that loyalty on your confession. We basically we know we not say you should go into secret uh, covenants for us to demand your loyalty. No. Church is a faith-based organization because of your faith, because of your confession. We believe that your loyalty is sworn. But what we see today make the church to be a charade or what we confess as our loyalty to be a shadow of the world. Instead of loyalty, what we see is disloyalty, the opposite direction. Those who say they, they give loyalty to God, they love God, they portray by their action and by their activities a sense of betrayal. And that is not ugly well. What is the mark of loyalty? In the church, as God is demanding that loyalty, what are those things that can be seen as a mark of loyalty or characteristic of being loyal? Number one, commitment. There must be a commitment for the loyalty. A loyal person will have a genuine commitment. And this commitment is seen in the three areas. And I call them T's. Commitment will reflect in your talents. Commitment will reflect in your time. Commitment will reflect in your treasure. Hallelujah. 
if you are say you are loyal to God, God demands hundred percent commitment of your time. God demands demands hundred percent of your talents. He give us talents. Those that can sing, those that can pray, those that can uh, cancer, those that can teach. One talent, the spiritual gift of the other. Then he demands commitment of our treasure. What is treasure? Our our resources, our money. Where does my loyalty commitment belong? If I say I'm on, I am in support, I love God. I'm committed to God. I'm a child of God. And God cannot boast of 100% of your commitment in your talents. Those that can sing, those that can do all kinds of things, you cannot use your talents 100% for God. There is a big question mark on that, your commitment. When God cannot deserve and cannot collect your 100% of your time, you see how to share your time with God's time with other things. Your loyalty is not good enough. You can't say, you can't serve God without being committed to time. Many of us are not punctual to the things of God because our loyalty to timing is wrong. Your loyalty to God must reflect in your time. Punctuality to the things of God. The second thing, maybe I may not be able to go far. The second mark of loyalty is love. John chapter 21 from verse 7 downward. Jesus met with Simon Peter and was asking him, John, I mean Simon, some of Peter, some of Jonah, do you love me more than this? Peter said, yes, my Lord, I love you. He repeated that thing second time. Peter, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? He said, yes, I love you. I repeated the question the third time. One we wonder why Jesus is making that kind of effort. Number one, I discovered that the word, do you love me, that Jesus was using, the response of Peter to Jesus was using another word for love. Jesus was saying, Peter, son of Jonah, do you agape me? And uh, Peter was responding, I feel you. What is agape? We know it's unconditional love. Which means, Jesus was demanding absolute loyalty from Peter. 100%. Do you love me unconditionally? But Peter was responding, I brotherly love you. 
last week we dealt in that one in our Bible study somewhere. That, you know, you have to check this kind of love you are manifesting to God. Are you giving God unconditional love as a mark of your loyalty? Or you are loving God as a brother, a brotherly love. That is a selfish love, self-centered love. You love him. If I can get certain things from you, I will love you. That is brotherly love. I love you because you are my brother. I come from the same town, from the same fellowship, the same church. So I vested my love in you, on you. But the kind of love that Jesus was expecting is a love that says, I love God unconditionally. Self-giving love. Selfless love. That is the kind of that is the kind of loyalty. If you check yourself this morning and you don't see that kind of self-giving love, you come to church because of the benefits you will derive from the church. Not because of what you are going to give to God. You come to church, you come to the choir to sing because people will recognize you and clap for your good sound or voice. Not because you have come to serve God with that voice. Mark, our mark of loyalty. Number three. The, another one is dedication. To show that you are loyal to God, it will show in the area of dedication to the things of God. You are dedicated. What does it mean to be dedicated? To be set apart. To have full commitment. I'm dedicated this drum set for the use of God. You know that all these instruments have been dedicated to God. We don't take them to go and use in Odiaria. We don't take them to go and do social things because they are dedicated for God. So also our life must be dedicated to God. You don't share your life with the things of the world. We, I don't have time this morning to get into that. But I will have even given us maybe some practical ways of, of this loyalty that doesn't repel dedication. For example, Paul the Apostle may mention of one body, Demas, in the, in the New Testament. Demas love the world than love the world or love God. And he deserted Paul, the apostle. And Paul was writing to a church and said, Dema has left me because he loved the world. And don't forget, the Bible says in the first John chapter 4 that the love of the world the loss of the eye and the loss, loss of the pride, they are not of God. So, if you love the world or you are sharing your love for God with the world, your loyalty is questionable. Not that you are not in the world, 
We are in the world. World here is cosmos, the system of the world. The system by which the world is being governed. The corrupt system of the world. If we love you so much, above the love of God, our loyalty will be divided. We love to go to disco. We love to go to the tennis club. We love to go to play football. You see now, we, we are in the season of football something. If any program of the top four we see when Chelsea and Man U is playing, that is the test to your to your loyalty. Which one will you answer? Answer me now. If Chelsea and Man U are playing football on Sunday 3 p.m. and they said there is going to be a, an anointing service by 3 p.m. on the same Sunday, how many of you will say I'm coming to church? Hmm? That is the test of our loyalty. Love for the things of the world. We have own fellowship in the evenings. Majority of us are not in the home fellowship. Why? Because we love ourselves more than we love God unconditionally. We use that time to do those things that benefit us than the thing to gather for fellowship in the household of God. A test of loyalty. How loyal are you to God? How can you say you love God? When God is calling and needing your attention, and you say, no, God, please, esteem me for this and for this. Just know that a day of judgment is coming. When every act of disobedience shall be rewarded, mark my word, every act of disobedience shall be rewarded. Not judged. Because whatsoever you, you plant, you will live. That also is telling on the day of judgment, which is very, very imminent. So how can you say you love God? With all your soul, with all your mind, with all your power. Absolutely. And God is calling for your attention, and God cannot get your attention. Mark of disloyalty. Yeah. Another point for mark of loyalty, another point for mark of loyalty uh, is allegiance. Okay, I've said dedication. Allegiance, when you pledge a support, allegiance to a cause that you will never, never depart from it. It's just like when you are entering into a covenant. Husband and wife, if you don't know, the day you are entering into the marriage vow, you are entering into an, a covenant, pledging allegiance to one another. So also, in a relationship, there must be a, 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 a code of allegiance. In any form of relationship, if that relationship is going to be cordial, perfect, 
and useful, fruitful. If you are serving under somebody and you cannot have allegiance to that person, you are disloyal to that. Youth in the church and everybody listen very well. You know, it comes to a time that some people who want to engage us for employment are afraid, fearful to engage us because we may not be allergic to them. Many of us are not gainfully employed because we are not ready to say boy, boy, under one body. We want to become a guy on ourselves. And by the time you get to that place of work, you always look for a way to siphon money to favor your own mission. It's loyalty. So if you are a child of God and you are loyal to God, God will take care of you. That is the uh, another aspect that I want to, I don't want to go to now. There are blessings of loyalty and there are regrets and uh, the causes on disloyalty. But let me quickly round up this one. I've given commitment, I've given love, dedication, allegiance, and number five, obedience. Obedience is a part of loyalty. When you obey instructions, when you submit and subject yourself to obey a laden instruction, that is a mark of loyalty. But when they give you an instruction and say to no one you have said your own. I don't, I'm not ready to take that. That is a sign of disloyalty. Disobedient heart is a sign of disloyalty and is also a sign of rebellious spirit. When every, every laid down principle, you cannot submit, you cannot follow, you cannot observe, that is a, kind, a sign that you are rebellious. You are disobedient. You are not loyal. God demands our 100% loyalty, 100% submission, 100% uh, commitment, love to him. Loyalty is where you give support to a cause. Thank God we are doing projects now in this place. If I ask you, how many of your money has entered into this project? Some will say, yeah, you will be I don't have money. I don't have job. Not committed to it. Only few. In fact, John Maxwell, I think, is the one that says in his word is that 80% of the church work are being done by 20% of people. And 20% yes, 20% of resources of people are being used to take care of the 80% of the needs. 
So as a mark of loyalty, God expects you to give support. Give your moral support, your financial support, your spiritual support. You may not even have money to give, but you can say, I give myself to come and do labor work. That's it. I don't have money to give, but please, I will pledge that throughout the work, I will have kept them carry sands, carry cement, carry all those things to do labor work as a mark of support for the project. You can do it. There is a church I love so much, one of their doctrine, the Apostolic Faith Church. When I was younger, I used to go to that church because I used to follow my uncle to the church. My uncle belongs to that church. They have perfect musical arrangement that one that attracted me to that. They have good singing and good organization. But one thing that also attracted me is the way they coordinate their projects. Support. They don't pay anyone. They do work of volunteers. Of volunteers. For example, if Apostle Faith has a project to be a, to have a building project in their church, all the engineer, civil engineer, electrical engineer, the mechanical engineer, whatever, they will contribute their talents to execute that project. They will not spend money on personnel. The church will just go and buy materials needed. And the people of the church will give their support in coordinating God. Just like my people here, Dikim uh, One was a POS, uh, Dikim Tupi, Adeniji was also, I'm a prophesying, hallelujah, was also an engineer, a construction engineer. All of them are, they, they supervise this work without coming. Commend you, God will bless you, and other people too. Apostle Faith have fleets of vehicles, you know, because they only have one church in the city. I think the other churches like uh, Living Faith and other things copy from them. So, because of that, because of one single church in the city, they have fleets of vehicles to go and carry their members from every nook and cranny of the city to the church. And all the drivers that we drive those buses, they are members of the church. They are not hired drivers. What they do is that a driver will say, I pledge to use three hours of my time this week to drive church bus. Some will say, I pledge only one hour according to the available time for them. And they will meet the leader or the head of the unit and do those things. The church has to buy the vehicle. The church wear the vehicle. But the personnel that drive the vehicle are volunteers. In other words, all the aspects of their church ministry have been driven by volunteers. That's those who pay their loyalty to God, loyalty to the church. God will take us to that place. I can't hear your amen. If God is calling you 
to be partaker of this kind of loyalty, your support, will you be ready to say, Lord, here am I. I love you. I support you. I give my support for everything you want me to do. But for those who are disobedient and rebels, anytime you call on them for volunteering work, you don't see them there. Why? Because they will not gain from that. That time I will use it for my work. I have other engagements. I have other work to do. You can't see me. Somebody will say, oh, oh, flower, flower, kale, mopen, I can't use that time. Because if I deceive from that flower, that flower will, will get budget. Hallelujah. Father me from that bad in the English. But God first, that is it. God first. Church first, then they are second. Anytime you are don't you are you don't give God first, your mark of loyalty is questionable. Anytime your time for God is not God first, your loyalty, your love for God is questionable. Anytime you cannot give God your finance, you can't part away with your resources, your Loyalty to God is questionable. No, we don't need to invest our time in, 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 in preaching on tithe and offering among the disciples of Christ, among those who have 100% loyalty to God. You don't need to waste your time. They know what they do, they should do. I have the opportunity to have the record of the tithe offering in this church. Apart from the the admin officer that collect all those things and finance people, they only collect figures, but they don't know the owner of the figure. I'm the only one pastor that know the figure and the owner of the figure. Just a mark of giving you what do you call it to preserve your identity. To preserve your identity. But you know, that has given me a lot of revelations that many of us are, are in the church. We don't contribute. We don't give. We are not giver. And somebody said, if you fail to tithe, things will be tight for you. Is that the reason why things are tight for you financially? Because you are not releasing tight of a mark of loyalty to God is to pass away and give God his own portion of your financial resources. No one wants to say, I don't have money. God doesn't ask for what you don't have. He is asking for, for what you have. He doesn't ask for you. What is asking for Dikilimai Tony is not what is asking for Nadeshewa. But he has equally given them portions of blessings in the week. Many of us can feed and buy data to feed our cell phone, and we cannot have money to give a type of what is the mark of loyalty to God? Many of you can, can, can watch films of our peace. This is a youth church. Films upon films 
using hours on your on your mobile phone, on your devices, but you can't have 30 minutes to pray fervent prayer for the church. And you say you are loyal to God. You are not loyal, you are disloyal. And last one is sacrifice, risk, taking risk is a mark of loyalty. Taking risk. Hmm. You remember an incident in the second Samuel chapter 23, 13 to 17. Let me narrate quickly and we close. David the king sat and he said, I am thirsty. They were in the war front, you they were in, at the war front, surrounded by a group of his loyal soldiers, army. And David the king said, I, I'm thirsty. I want to drink water. And three of those uh, soldiers promised to give fresh water for their master at this risk of their life. And in fact, David was at the gate of Bethlehem. And you know, where before they can get to the gate of Bethlehem, the garrison of Philistine, they have to meet the, the opponents. Which means, before they can get to that well to fetch water, they have to fight with the soldiers in the middle to penetrate them and go and fetch water. And those three ones went <laughs> as a mark of their loyalty. They risked their life for their master. They went to the well at Bethlehem fresh water. They brought it to David, the king. Wow. The enemy. I saw that I fought water a mark of our loyalty to God, we must be ready to pack away at our own risk. And when you do that, God smells as an aroma, sweet aroma. Oh man, Lord, you when you sacrifice for God. There was a time upon our heart to release my all salary and one year that we are being of buying boss for the church when we bought that I spoke a team of my pastor that this God what God is laying upon my heart to do to that you sacrifice me 
surrender my salary for the year, that is for the month. And also, also we are also within this and enjoying it. And I stood on the altar and I say, okay, as pastors of this church, we are releasing our salary for this project. Not minding that in the salary is what we are going to maintain ourselves for the month. Not minding what is there. Children are there. Other things are there. Demanding. But with faith, I do that something. Hey Lord, just like Esther says, if I perish, I perish. No and behold, we lay down our salary at the other that, that day. But God surprised us that even within that week, I don't say that is how God normally does it, but God surprised us. Within that week, somebody in the church just came up and gave us 300,000 that we pastors should go and share it. We can't, we can't, it is not comfortable that this pastor will go hungry. Can you take the risk? When God is saying, that's money in your account, go and empty it. I need it. Can you take the risk? It's a mark of loyalty to your master. That thing also happened to me when I was at Ibadan. I just collected a cooperative loan that day. And I went to another church. That time, uh, you know, I'm a field worker. I was a field worker. I go to churches. I went to another church when they were doing mission emphasis. And I was there in the spirit. And the spirit of God said, that money I received last yesterday from the office, from Kopoti, I should go and carry it and give to this church. So, I, I got home. I told my wife, yeah, so, the money I collected yesterday for the cooperative loan, the Lord said we should go and dump it to support his work. And the woman supported me and said, so be it. And I gave the money. But how I paid the money back, I did not know. God surprised me. What am I saying? As a mark of your love for God, He can demand anything from you to test you, to test your faith, to test your commitment, to test your love for Him. But if you just refuse to give it, you have lost many, many opportunities. The same thing happened to Abraham, you remember? Abraham, Abraham, that's your son that you have been waiting for for almost 20, how many 20 years? 25 years. 25 years. That's your son Isaac. Go and offer him to me at the point of
gave it to God. But he was not disappointed. God gave a replacement. That is how God always does. When you give a sacrificial offering to him, when you give a burnt offering to him, when you give God beyond your reach, God always pay back a manifold. Remember, remember Solomon, first king chapter three, first king chapter one, or second king, second king. Solomon slaughter over one thousand sheep and lamb as a burnt offering for the Lord. He did not allow any other person. Solomon was a king. He, he must not do that. That was not his responsibility. It was the responsibility of the, of the priests, Levites, to do that. But, he said, for my God, I will not allow my position to enter my head. So, he pulled down the garment of royalty. He commanded over 1,000 ram slaughtering them one by one. Slaughtering them. By the night that Solomon slept, God said, wow, Solomon, 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 what do you need? You have done beyond my expectation. Ask what I shall do to you. And Solomon had to ramble his head. What shall I ask for you, God? And he did not ask for personal things. He just said, okay, Baba God, what you saw me done, have you did in the afternoon? I just did them in love for you. I love you so much. I did not demand anything from you, but if you want me to ask, I only ask for wisdom. Give me wisdom by which I can judge these your people. I can rule this, your people. Just give me the wisdom. Just say, ah, what is your theology? I thought you would ask for wealth, for the life of your enemies, just like many of us do ask today. I just, I just thought that is what you are going to ask. Because you did not ask that, what you did not even ask, I am going to release unto you. Receive what you have asked, and what you have not asked, I give unto you. That is the proof of loyalty. Who gets your loyalty? Who gets my loyalty? Let's pray. Bow your head and let us pray. I don't have enough time to go into other things. I will go into the mark of this loyalty. You have mentioned them in passion. The blessings of loyalty, though I have mentioned them in passion, uh, the repercussion of this loyalty, which I have not been able to mention at all. But the one you have listened to, I know the Spirit of God is already working in your heart. Are you loyal to God? Are you committed? Will your attitude change as from today? To prove to God that you love him. In the way you come to church and do ministry in the church. In the way you respond to church. In the way you respond to leadership. That's one area I have not even mentioned. The mark of rebellious spirits. 
maybe that will be the title of another psalm or another time. But will you say, Lord, I surrender all to you. Lord, I know I have not measured up. In many ways, I am disloyal. In many ways, I have not shown that I love you. In many ways, I have been self-centered. In many ways, I have been self-centered. Many a time, God demands and love our fellowship. Just come on, come and stay with me. Don't do anything. Just come and stay. Come and sing to me. Come and praise me. But God doesn't get our attention. We are too rebellious. Lord, forgive us. Can you say, Lord, forgive us? If the Lord has talked to you in this sermon and you want to, you want God to help you. I want you to just stand up on your feet as I'm kneeling on my feet on this altar for you and for every one of us. You want to say, Lord, help me. Help me in my life. My loyalty to you is not up to, up to, up to date. It's not up to, up to the measure. Lord, help me. Is there anybody in the house that is making that kind of resolution, commitment? Can you just stand on your feet as we pray? Stand on your feet. Lord, I'm not up to the task. I'm not, I'm not loyal as you expect me. But help me. Give me the grace. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Don't wait for other people. Just as the Spirit of God is telling you that you need to work at your loyalty. You need to tell God that you, are, you, you, you need to do more for God. More than this. Eh? Just like Jesus was demanding loyalty for Peter that day. He's asking you too, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? What has become God's in your life that you cannot part away with? What is sharing glory together with God? What is sharing time together with God? Is it your business? Is it your work? Is it your trade that is sharing time with God? Some of you cannot have even good, quiet time with the Lord. You don't have time of prayer. You don't have the time of interceding for the church. Not even interceding for your pastor. God is telling you, you need to amend your way. Thank you. If you are still joining them, can you just rise up and join them? I'm not asking you to come forward. It's between you and your God. It's between you and your God. And I know that you are genuinely honest with God for what you are saying. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you just say, Lord, I love you. You know I love you. But help me. Give me grace to be more faithful. I want to be more faithful. I want to be more committed. I want to be more dedicated. I want to be more, more, more releasing of myself to you. Lord, I don't want to grumble again. That's another mark of disloyalty. When you are grumbling, grumbling, any act of rebuke or rebuke on you, you grumble. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Father, I kneel on behalf of your people this altar as many as are making a decision for restoration a decision for greater love a decision for release of themselves unto you a decision to give you more loyalty Father, I lift them up to the cross for the cleansing.
cleanse them from all the infirmities. Cleanse them from every spirit of rebellion. Cleanse them from every spirit of strong-headedness. And Lord, let your Holy Spirit take over. In the name of Jesus. As they have resolved to come over and obey you and give them, give, give you their utmost loyalty. Father, I pray, give them the grace to be faithful. In the name of Jesus. And for all of us, Lord, we pray that we not depend wanting. As from this moment, Father, help us to be loyal unto you. Lord, every spirit of rebellious attitude, take them away from us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Son and Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.